Cyberspace Cowboys, and thank you for listening to Cool Games Inc. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. You're, you're tuning in here in the cyber zone of the virtual world. This is our first on- uh, VR mandatory episode where i hope you've got your vive or rift or sphere plugged in and uh just ready to ready to have some fun with us you should be seeing our vr forms right now and i'm doing like a fun i'm doing like i'm dabbing mm-hmm. i'm just dabbing over and over and over and, and over i'm again. kind of doing a two fingers pointing at griffin like hey look at this guy like check yeah, this guy so out here i've got here i got you a present nick it's a cylinder Oh, you it's just a so red, you it's have a just, red cylinder. You've produced a perfect red three-dimensional cylinder from yeah, underneath so you, your r- wizard's cloak. And you viewer can just sort of move around the cylinder. And I'm going to move l- my I look at it. I'm going to move my Oculus Touch controller and I'm going to sort of pluck the cylinder from you and rotate it like it has no weight. Look at that. Yeah, look, I can look at every angle of this cylinder. And I watch oh. what happens when I take my other hand and I stretch it out. Oh, it gets so big. Oh, fuck. It Hold gets on. So wait. Big. No, because to me, it looks like your back, like your torso is facing backwards and your head is inside of you. Mm. You need to reorient, reorientate okay. the the I cyber got... scanners in your office. I'm going to hold down the options button and see okay. if that resets it. Recalculate the. No, the still nodes. backwards. All right, are my nodes now? And now the cylinder is inside you as well, and it's poking out of your chest, and it's kind of scaring me a little bit. Okay. If you could get rid of that. Well, I have violence set to off, so it shouldn't be too yucky. Oh f- shit! I just made three spheres. Okay. All right. Now they they have, I noticed that they have the sort of angry eyebrows over them. That means that yeah. they're coming to get to get us let me just delete the fuck i just made nine more spheres we nick this room's just full up of spears griffin don't get mad but i'm gonna i am gonna temporarily take away your your admin privileges on my server off turn those also i'm also gonna give you a formal warning and you as you know three warnings results in a ban on this server so you hey who's this third person that just popped into the server oh that there's a third there's a third entity here now did you open it did you invite somebody else uh i have the server set to uh verified users only so it is actually that does tell us that it's a celebrity of some kind that's weird can you tell me who it is now right now why that it, you just say it, just read the username i can read the username but i want you well to see it. he's facing you so the username is backwards but if i squint i do think it says ben carson Ben Carson's here. Yeah, that's right. That's that makes sense. He's a big advocate. He loves VR. The yeah, he picked up the PSVR. He's loving it. He keeps calling it um, Morpheus. He does. He loves to call it Morpheus. Uh, well, one cool thing about this VR setup, Griffin, that you and I have going is that it's actually it's platform agnostic. Yes. By which I mean, you need a Wii U to use it. You yeah, go to Wii so- U. Here's and- the here's the solution. Mm-hmm. Just put that son of a bee right on your dome. And just tape it right on there, eyes the, up on the screens. The Wii U gamepad? Yeah, right yeah. on there. You just wrap it around in tape. Uh, other than that, though, this is going to be a just a kind of a standard episode, I think. Yeah, I guess if you, I guess you don't need the VR. It's just like oh, we're going to be doing so much physical stuff. Like, look at this. Uh, uh, whoa! Get, <laughs> yeah, that, get that cylinder out of your mouth, Griffin. That doesn't go in there. It was like a fun, like kind of a sexual sword, joke. Like, well, like a sword. I took it as like a sword swallowing thing to just tell you where my head is at. I'm in kind of a G to PG rated mode this week. So. No, no, it was definitely dick stuff. Okay, well, that's. I feel like we're gonna we're kind of at a a comedic impasse. I just made forty fucking spheres, Nick. <laughs> I shut the program down. We got to reboot this whole facility. All right, what's up? Um, hey, I've got a suggestion for a game. What have you got? 
Uh, I'm going to give it to you in just one second once I load up all my likes on Tweedo. Uh, got a lot of suggestions from people who are like, don't make a game this week. Just figure out a better way to get submissions sent in. Uh, yep. Yeah. So um, about that, I'll address that at the top of the show this time instead of saving it for the end. Uh, if I, I think what we're going to do, and Griffin, this is news to you. I have not cleared this with you first. So if you don't like it, just edit it out, I guess. <laughs> but um, I noticed that there's a Cool Games Inc. subreddit. Um, and I reached out to the, the powers that be over there. Uh, and I think it would be fun, at least for one week, to give yes. that a shot. So, like, I think, I think just, just to give it a try, just to see how it feels for next week's episode. Uh, if you have any ideas between now and next Thursday, uh, just submit it as a, as a, I guess as a text post on, uh, r slash cool games inc on Reddit. And, uh, that's kind of cool because I think it'll let you guys sort of have a say in, in what floats at the top. We'll still try to look at as much of stuff as we can, but. Just now my experiment. only my my only concern with this is how it will force me to use Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and say like right now preemptively I'm very afraid that like the top post for week 1 is listen to these two beta cucks. Mm-hmm. And then the second top game is like we'll be reading them and we'll be like all right let's make a game out of this and it's like feminism is, you know, cancer or whatever. Yeah. And it's like I don't want to do I don't I guess I just don't like it very much. I feel the platform. you. I understand. I think it's kind of a all all uh, all rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles. Wait. Except inside of the rectangle, fucking like the Dilbert guy is in there just <laughs> acting a fool. And I'm not interested in taking part in any. I've had to stop reading the newspaper because I don't want to be a part of any. You don't like, want to support the Dilbert guy. That, that the Dilbert guy also gets invited to. Yeah. You and don't want him profiting. That's all read it is. Um, but how about this one, though, on Twitter? Uh, and it's from Jeff K, J3FK on Twitter. Says, a game based on Looper, but it's about convincing people Joseph Gordon-Levitt will grow up to be various other actors. So, okay. Did you see did you I see saw Looper. Looper. I saw Looper. Okay. The time travel and the guns and he... He shoots his own guy and his arm gets he all messed up. He shoots his guy and stuff happens. It gets weird. I didn't understand most of it but in this one you're going through you're time. jgl you are jgl and you're going to yeah. convince people that you're going to grow up when i get old i'll be bruce willis okay i'm back on board it's i have connected the dots now you forgot now. that i forgot in, that in he played Looper, him he gets old and he just becomes yeah they bruce willis the power of film to make a guy play a completely different guy have you seen the pokemon sun and moon new evolutions it's crazy joseph gordon Ev- uh, joseph gordon evolution evolves <laughs> into bruce willis what's the middle step there though or is there or is, is jgl the middle you step use, you use a shiny stone hmm. and he becomes bruno that's a weird pick that's a weird thing for a starter but i guess i see why they did it and he does have that that little looper gun kind of blasts <laughs> We're ragging on Looper right now. I enjoyed the film. It's a good but movie. The alternative is that Harry Potter shit where you can't have Harry Potter boy be a 40-year-old man with makeup because that looks goofy as hell, too. Yeah, I'm thinking also that it would... I'm thinking of that that really disquieting moment early on in the movie Captain America Civil War where they have a sort of cyberized Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and they no have gone thanks. in and CGI'd all his cheeks to be flat as, as a one-year-old boy's cheeks, but the structure of his face is still old, old Robert Downey Jr. head, and it just it's a real nasty surprise. It's a bad October surprise. It's no good. I Available think, now on Blu-ray. I think the solution for this... Mm-hmm. is Looper, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it as young Looper. And in, and for old Looper, you just cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad. 
That's easy. Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War Two or whatever the fuck. That's Joseph Gordon. That's Joseph Gordon Levitt's dad. Okay, no, so it's Robert now you're Downey. now. This is becoming less about a, a sort no, of a technical you, way to achieve this, and more about no. your. You think the range of acting by Joseph Gordon Levitt Sr. is so high he can play any any character. <laughs> He's just Joseph Levitt. He doesn't need the Gordon in there. No, to set it's it a George apart. W. Bush situation. No, it's, you're talking it's, about uh, you're about Joseph H. W. Levitt is who you're talking about. <laughs> no, okay, so Civil War. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s son, I guess. I don't know. Sure. I don't know if he, I don't even know if he has one of those. And if you want to get really like if you want to commit to the to the bit, I think for Looper 2, if there's a scene where there's a baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, you just halt production for 12 months, have him knock out a a quick a quick son. It might take a few tries cuz you don't know that it, that it, he's going to pop out a boy on the first go, but you could have a real looking ass baby JGL. Yes. Saving Private Ryan when he gets old, old man? Mhm. What's up? That's Matt Damon's grand-grandpa. Oh, that's that's his grandgram right there, and he's acting really good, and he's crying at the graves. Now, this doesn't sound like a game, but it does sound like a sort of a piece of middleware that you and I could supply to Hollywood. Well, it's not middleware. We just go and be like, what do you think about doing for your thing? Like, we're thinking about just putting Matt Damon in a fuck ton of old age. Make- no, stop it. Yeah. Matt Damon, give me the number of your grandgrand. I see. I gotta. I gotta say. I think we we gotta pitch this as a proprietary software solution. Because if we go into those meetings and we just say, "Hey, use the old one of you that there is already," then they. Yeah. Wh- where? How do we profit from that? You know. That well, we're con- consultationers, okay. and that that'll be a hundred thousand dollars. <throat> mm, now you're speaking my language. Uh, here is one from Light underscore. Here is one from Light underscore Gunner on Twitter. Who says a Devil May Cry esque hack and slash where the look and gameplay is like an old Game and Watch or Tiger Electronics LCD game? Shit. Yeah. So I I feel like fuck. First of all, let's just let's say it right here right now. I don't need any more pixel art video games. What I do need is <laughs> you're saying this like the week before Owlboy comes out. It's gonna be like the that's why I'm saying it. The last game the last pixel made. art game we'll ever need is coming out in yeah, it's a good seven point. days so what the new the new hotness is i believe is for every game to look like it's running on like a like a calculator do you know what okay. i mean so we're walking backwards or not even a calculator i don't know about you did you ever have a video game watch um like i had a mighty Morphin power rangers watch game from tiger mm. and it had like two buttons um and it was like it, it reminds me of the you've seen the doug, doug tiger faster game. yeah i was there's, there's a doug tiger electronics game the doug tiger electronics game has a left and right button on the left side and on the right side of the console is two buttons one button that says doug and one button that says faster those are your two moves you can you can choose at any moment there are a few critical junctions in the story yeah. where you can choose to either doug or faster um here's the thing I think this would be sick. I don't think we could do. I don't think we should do it on a Tiger Electronic piece of hardware. No, I no, think no. It just looks like that, and if it just looks like that, but it's running on like modern hardware, we can get the frame rate like Through fucking insane. I'm dog. talking 1440 hertz. Yes, I want 144 frames per second of. Well, actually, but that would would that break the look because Tiger Electronic games are running at about a frame per second. Like, if you're lucky, dude. Yeah, they max. They, you if you overclocked the, it, if you overclocked your Batman Tiger Electronics handheld, you could get it up to one frame, one FPS. Um, but I, that look though is is really what we want to achieve. Yeah. I mean, we got we, it's fucking 2016. We got games coming out that are supposed to look like they take place on the side of pottery. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so I think like 
it's not just the frame rate that's important in those games. It is the fact that the sprites, there are like a maximum of three sprites that can occupy up to six positions each. Right. And that, that, that to me is the more like important factor of a tiger game. So you got the Dante sprite and he can be left up, left down, up middle, down middle, right up, right down. Yeah, right? you can occupy then, those six spots, and each one is sort of a different drawing of him, and you can move between them with the the, the stick. I think where I, yes. I part ways with Light Gunner on this submission is that it should have the gameplay of an old Tiger Electronics game, because I, I want it to be reminiscent of that, but I want that full balls-to-the-wall, action-packed, yes. combo-based juggling system. Just non-stop juggling. Um, here's the thing. I think this would be a bad game, so... Yeah, you got me there. Um, how about this one? And it's from... Okay, this is also going to be a bad one. Klebe, uh that's Klebe on Twitter, says, These were peanuts, and they were not good. And this is a picture submission of a bag. And Nick, this bag, man. Yeah? I got I got, I got to send you this bag. So what these peanuts are, it's from the Trophy Nut brand. And these are Flavor Adventures sub-brand. And then the flavor is tomato basil stomp. So these are just your these are just the trophy nut flavor adventures tomato basil stomp. And then there's a little cowboy who is doing a stomping dance on a tomato and a basil leaf. And there's two oh huge God. peanuts underneath them. Do you now when you how do you when they when they get when they achieve when they get yes. this trophy nut? Yeah. Do you think this is this illustration is showing the process of how they pull this off? I hope that when these nuts were blasted Sorry, with correction. this flavor. These nuts. Okay. When these nuts are blasted with the flavor. Okay. Then I don't think a cowboy man stomps on the produce to get the flavor out. Mm. I don't I don't think a cow uh, a a um a large hatted gentleman does the watermelon crawl. And then and you know that's another fucking flavor. Mm-hmm. The watermelon crawl shuffle yeah well i think it's just called the watermelon Watermelon crawl crawl. i just i like that there's a it's two flavors and then a verb i don't think a beheaded gentleman does the copperhead road on a fucking tomato and then just the goo runs out and gets on the on these nuts gets on these nuts uh well maybe they i mean i think if we're being realistic about this and i think we should be they have probably abstracted the process like i think when it was still just when his great granddaddy did it and they founded the trophy nut company he was probably doing them all by hand or by foot but now they've probably got an assembly line with some some very very pointy boots on with two sort of steel pistons yes. that are crushing each and every one of these flavors. I do want to say Flavor Adventures, congratulations to Trophy Nut for locking that brand down. It's powerful and good. It's- now, is this a video game? Of course not. We got to find a fucking video game. Okay, let me, we, are, we are struggling. All right, here's, here's one that looks like it could be a video game to me. Uh, Megan Esman on Twitter says, Bowling where you can't touch the ball, you can only alter the lane. So, Super Monkey Ball then. I don't think you're altering the lane by by rolling it. I think this is more you you are doing controlled. Like, you can raise and lower. Terraforming. You're terraforming the lane. That could be good. Are there... Are there um, are there obstacles and shit in the way? Maybe. I mean, it's super not to bring up Monkey Ball again, but Monkey Bowling in Super yeah, Monkey dude. Ball 2 had a really great special stage mode where the bowling like each of the lanes, all 10 of the lanes were all super fucked up and it would be like 
there's uh, pinball bumpers or it's shaped like a U or there's like waves happening on it and you'd have to kind of navigate around that. I'm imagining that for this. I, I love the idea of a bowling game where each lane is different and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of meat on those bones. Back in the day, whenever I get like, you know, a bit a bit fucked up, yeah. I would get a bit lifted. I would watch bowling trick shots because even when you're not just totally lifted it's a it's a great thing to watch it's a transcendent experience but but when lifted it's just like these fucking people spin the ball in a way that it weaves it slaloms through like four office chairs and like goes uh, it somehow raises up into the air and then it knocks out two seven ten splits in two different lanes <laughs> does the ball at, at some point itself split Yes, the ball cracks in half. They oh, okay. they set up an, an axe head at the end of the lane and I it divides it. it perfectly. Now, in in our game, I don't see why that shouldn't be an option. I, I no, actually bowling think, trick shots have to be in the game. As a matter of fact, I want to go full like this idea of splitting a bowling ball at the end of your shot just for a full Angry Birds like deployment. That idea is powerful. Let's just hey, how about a new fucking Wii Sports game? I think it's been long enough. Yeah, I want that Wii Sports Resort too. I want that. I mean, Nintendo Land was good. I liked Nintendo Land. Yeah, it's only it's, but in the shadow of of its of its much much better sibling, Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports too, Resort. Yeah. God, do you ever play um, that sword fighting in Wii Sports Resort? We you can't. Know good so we can't. Was? We always get off on that sword fighting game. It was so good. Nintendo, well done. Um, give me an idea. Another idea. Here's one. From, oh, you just did one, didn't you? I got, but I, I got, I got a, I got loads of them. I'll blow it, up my, blow it up my butt then. Well, here's bud. one for you from Trevin Sexyfield on Twitter who says, Twisted metal, but instead of cars and guns, you use farm animals and more farm animals. Um, and here's how uh, I see this working. Okay. I, I heard you make a sad sort of squeak there just now. Do you want to... Uh, well, it's just, ba- it's just bad. Well, check this out, Griffin. Okay. All right. What if... Here's how I interpret this idea. Uh, you, at the title screen, instead of choosing a vehicle, you pick... Two farm animals out of a selection of, I'm going to say, 30. That's, uh, okay. Are there even that many? I don't even know if there's 30 animals, Griffin, but well, this is fiction. No, farm animals. Let's start. Just goose, goat, pig, chicken, cow, hen, chicken, duck, dog, goat, dog, uh, what's goat, the one with all the le- lamb, horses, horse. horses, donkeys. Human, um, right? Because there's humans there are some them, yeah. people on the farm. The most dangerous animal. I, all right, it's getting harder. Uh, hay, hay, barn, is not one, not one, not building. Tra- tractor, tractor leaves. counts. Yes, corn, corn. No, okay. Corn dog, corn dog. Yes, that's got yeah, dog in it. Chewing tobacco, chewing tobacco. It depends. Smoking tobacco. No, absolutely not. Corn cob pipe. Did you say barn? I already did barn, but what I didn't do is barn door. That's an animal. <laughs> now that's what I call animal. And, and, well, tell me, tell me. So what do you do? You pick fucking two. You animals. pick two animals. Uh, you can pick any two in the game. So the combinations are virtually limitless. Alpaca. Obviously, alpaca will be in there. That's, and, I mean, that's the, I, that's the one I picked. And then, so I have a car one. Alpaca's my car one, obviously. And then I have a bullet one. I I don't know that that's that's what I was picturing. I think like. You, it's up to you how they combine, right? You can kind of smush them together using the left and right analog stick, and you kind of click them into place. So you could put the hen on the head of the alpaca. It can start. You've got kind of a pecking weapon. Why would I do? Why would I do that? Because you've got kind of a pecking weapon. 
you know, okay. you peck away. Or you could take a cow and you could put uh, sort of a pig underneath it. Yeah. And I, the benefits of that are obvious, I think. Not obvious, really. I, except that if you just ran it directly into a meat grinder, it would do like a lot of the work for you. Make kind of a fun hot dog situation. And then you've got, that's how you unlock the hot dog, I think. And the, so the hot dog is a farm animal? Yeah, it's a selectable one. So you could. Hey, I've got an idea here. What? Uh, it's from Virtual Clint on Twitter. A game about making golems or golems out of anything you find, like tires, bananas, cassette tapes, jello, etc. Then they kiss. <laughs> so it sort of went to a. Because I was like kind of down with this, like. Uh, monster rancher type situation that was kind of happening here mm-hmm. where you're just in a virtual world and you see like a traffic cone and you just like use your magic wand and all of a sudden that traffic cone is a living thing that like fights for your army overlord style mm-hmm. but then they kiss so it's like I, I made my guitar and my television set and my computer to monitor they all work from oh they're kissing now all three of them are doing sort of a three way kiss Kind of like and a wild things kiss. Are you and are you, are you scanning them into the game? So it, is it a full? Cause no, I think these are virtu- These are objects in the game. It's kind of like that everything game that's coming out, except yeah, yeah. like they um, do stuff. Hmm. Well, it seems like they do one thing. They do one type of stuff. Yeah, and that's I guess a two, they... three, or f- unlockable four way kiss. Yeah, they just mostly kiss. I guess. I want I do want a game where I scan the UPC codes of because like we haven't revisited UPC code scanning. With for at least four episodes. For at least four episodes. I, I guess what I mean is that tech is so potent. I yeah. want to. I don't want to buy an old crappy plastic version of it and try to retrofit something onto it. I want to know if if that idea was pioneered by the the best and brightest minds of 2016. Uh, if we if Elon Musk made a UPC barcode scanning game, what would that be like? Um, I think he's busy trying to like colonize Mars or some shit. Mm-hmm. So to to even hypothesize seems like like a fanciful waste of both of our time. You're yeah, I guess you're right. I just want to see all of my appliances kind of do a kiss and maybe even a special hug. Oh, uh, wet hug. Didn't no. Cinnamon sent one in. This is Nick Kimon on Twitter. Sent one in. It's vape in class without the teacher noticing. I love this. Okay, so right off the bat, I'm I'm. There's sort of two steps to every vape, right? There's the pull, yeah, and there's the plume. Oh, you fool! You there's so much more to it than that. Well, I think the two the two core parts that you have to hide from the teacher, right? You can be revving up the engine on yeah. your vape. You can be pulling that little lawnmower string on it underneath the desk all day. But yeah. the two things that you need the teacher's back to be turned for are the pull and the plume. So you got to you put it up to your mouth, you suck in a cloud. Teacher and turns that makes around. It, that makes it. That makes a lot of noise. It does. It's when, been, well, depending on the the what kind of rig you know, like if you've equipped a silencer to it that can cut down on some of it um sorry if you just get a silencer you just screw a silencer it's it's a funny this is kind of a funny thing not a lot of people know this but this if you take the silencer from any any nine millimeter pistol and you screw it onto the the uh sucker on, on your vape rig yeah the suck part the suck hole it, it actually will make no sound at all um I'm imagining kind of like Classroom Aquatic, that VR game where you're a dolphin trying to cheat on people's tests. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know about this game? Yeah. So this is your. I, I think that works. I just think, where do you blow the? Pl- like, I think one thing yeah. you could maybe do is you blow the plume into your textbook and then slam the book shut, destroying the, the vape cloud. That's not a bad idea. 
Um, but that only works a few times because if you do that every time, you're going to have a real wet book on your hands with all that vape moisture. And it's going to smell like pancakes or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's going to smell like Dave Tack's pancake vape plume. Have we ever talked about that? Did I don't we talk know about that on the story Dave, Dave Tack. Tack would want us to tell on the it's air. A, it's a good. I think the whole thing happened on Twitter in public, so I I'm, I feel comfortable with it. Uh, we were all together, all the Polygon was together for uh, something, and I think his roommate was it Charlie Hall tweeted. Uh, yeah, hey, I think he tweeted at Dave Tack at Polygon's Dave Tack. Hey Dave, why does our room smell like maple syrup right now? And Dave Tack just replied with a photo of him holding a bottle of pancake vape juice in his hands. <laughs> That had broken open inside of his suitcase. Sorry about all of your clothes that week. <laughs> You're just a pancake man now. You are now the pancake man. Did you get the interviewed by the guy at Polygon? The pancake man? I oh, yeah, did. I yes. did. I could smell him through the Skype call. He smelled amazing. Um, What were we talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Vaping in class. You shouldn't do it. I don't think. All right. I guess. I guess it's a bad role model thing is what you're worried about. Yeah, it's like a bad role. I don't want people to get so good at it, and then they were like, I could do this in real life. Um, oh, we've got a, a pair of kind of uh, sort of sort of sexy sexy submissions. Good. Let's get uh, let's get R-rated. All right. Here's one from Tori Borengasser that says, whatever the opposite of sexting is. So I guess that's actually not very that's sexy, That's just texting. Right? Yeah, no. That's, no, that I, that's texting is not, not... I don't think that's the opposite. I think texting is the middle of the spectrum. Sexting is one end. Our job is to find what's on the other end. Okay, so 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 let me try it. Let me try it. So I text you, boop, and it says, like, I put my wiener away. <laughs> okay. My wiener is gone. And it goes, boop. Have you boop. filed any taxes for this year? Um... Just the special note, uh, the special tax break you get for not having sex for a whole year. <laughs> Bleep. Me in reply. Good. And then I double text you and I say, "What are you wearing?" And then I, I guess I would lose the game at that point. Yeah, you lost at that point. And so it's a uh, kind of a hard. But then game. I would, but then I would text you back and I would be like, "Um, two pairs of pants and <laughs> a big shirt and three smocks. A big shirt and also my is- and uh, my wiener is ran away." <laughs> Pew. Pew. That's the sound of your wiener running away, actually. Yeah, that's the sound it made. Um, the other, the other one that I that I liked is a little bit sexy. Is from God Siwa Nicholas Grayson on Twitter, who says, "Flirtua tennis." Jesus. Um, this is just like sexy tennis. This is a fl- well, not sexy. It's more flirtatious, right? So it's like it's tennis, but with a kind of a wink and a nod. Well, first of all, I think right off the bat, the tagline writes itself. It's like forty love, right? Love all. Love all is There's, much better. Love all is good. Forty love is a little it's kind of a specific score. Um, how do we incorporate a flirting mechanic? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you have to maintain constant eye contact with the other player while tennising with them. I like that. That's flirty. Another flirty thing would be you know the kind of that groan that a tennis player lets I out when they hit it. I was just thinking that. You maybe at once in every ten times you make it a little fun. You make it a little sexier moan sound to go in there. I mean, I think they're all pretty sexy. All the ah! grunts? Oh! Do you think anyone would notice if for one broadcast, somebody swapped all of the tennis grunts with the sounds Link makes when he swings just, his sword just in Ocarina Zelda of Time? Efforts. Like, no, that ah! would be... So- yeah. I don't Well, that's Shadow mm-hmm. of the Colossus. What if we did that? You, I don't You do just love to every make that fucking, sound. Yeah. Uh, here's a submission... Oh, you're going to do it with like three in a row. I'm going to triple take it because 
uh, it sounds like you're low on them this week. I got like seven more. Oh, fuck it. You go, Griffin. I got two quick ones. Are You Spooked by Matt Myers here. Says, sequel to the board game Sorry, where you crush your opponent's pawns with bare hands. It's called Get Fucked, and it's wild. <laughs> I love this. This is kind of the opposite of the one we did last yeah. week. So this I is- mean, t- two things. This is a sequel to Don't Torment Me. Yeah. Uh, but also, this game was called Grape Escape, and it was lit as fuck. Is that real? Oh, yeah, dude. Grape Escape? You never played Grape Escape? What the fuck? You're fucking Grape Esca- that's not, No, no, that's no. Not Grape Escape. I swear to God. Grape Escape was a board game. And it's kind of like Mousetrap where there was like a uh, like a crazy board with like smashers and shit like that. You never, you don't remember the commercials? I it's like smash them, mash them, down up, something, something. But you would, what was sick is you oh. would make the pawns out of Play-Doh. And so like when you beat one of your other like team's pawns, you would put them in these like crazy crushers or flatteners, sort of, and you would like destroy their shit. This is a please torment me. All right, I'm watching this now, and I do, I do. Oh my god, you cut them in half, you crush them with a boot. Are you run, rolling? This is nasty. I uh, what I was picturing, and I think maybe we make this game now, is a board game where the the pawns you use in the game are actual seedless grapes. Oh yeah, I mean that could be good too. But so I mean, those up- are maybe there's parts of the world where you can't get those. Maybe there's parts of the world where they're not in season frequently. Okay, I mean, I guess cherry tomatoes would do, but like that's visceral. That's yeah. I would almost, I would probably throw the game just to not have to pop one of those in my mouth. Oh, I got one here from J.C. Fletcher. Uh, says Gran Turismo, but for wheelbarrows. So you, you know what a wheelbarrow is? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You just sort of scoot dirt around, so you can customize your dirt scooter a lot, and then carry lots of dirt with it. And then get paid money to customize it with like hot new wheels and bodies and chassis and uh, arms. <laughs> I mean, I mean the. Let's think about the core tenets of Gran Turismo, right? Uh, I haven't played one since the PlayStation One era. Okay. Well, let's, you will have to remind me. The bullet back of the box. Here are the things it's got: extreme realism. We can, um, that should be easy. Wheelbarrows have a single wheel and a body and two arms. That's like it. We could we can make those realistic. Nail that wheel. Uh, like a seven to eight year development cycle where it gets delayed about five times. If it was just me making the game, it would probably take that long. Yes. Um, how are, how are, so I think maybe we we take some of that time and energy that we would put into simulating all four wheels. We take the the teams because I think the way they divide up their dev team is front left tire, back left tire. We we only really need one tire team, and the rest of them can work on the dirt tech. Obviously, so that's exciting. Wasn't there? There was a Gran Turismo game like for the PS3 where they, for the first time ever, had some fucking fun in with their lives and put in a part where you go to the moon. Oh shit! There was like a Moon Man zone in. And this the, was when was it? This was PS3 era. I think so. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like there was an era, and I don't know if that was it. Where just Game developers lost their fucking minds. Yeah. It was Grand Turismo like, 6. There's a, oh, there's a lunar rover exploration moon mission. Okay, well, that's fine. I was thinking more about, like, Tony Hawk games where all of a sudden you were Darth Maul or, like, um, you know what I mean? I guess it was all Tony Hawk games. Yeah. There you're, was, on, you're on Mars and you're Darth Maul and there's nary a skateboard in sight. Yeah, there's just no explanation whatsoever for any of that stuff. It just kind of was, you know? There was, a, it, I mean, it was right on that line where, like, video games were getting high fidelity, but they were still fucking really weird in that, like, arcade way where shit doesn't make sense. And so you they, had this, like... They made a nude BMX game. 
oh my god bmx triple x it's like and we sometimes people bring that up but it's like <laughs> it's like become this sort of like um iconic is not the right word because it will i don't know that it was that but you can bring it up right and people will be like oh right bmx xxx i remember that sure oh okay stop think think about it <laughs> They made a nude bike stunt game, it's, and they was, made that, and a bunch of a bunch of people made that, and marketers had to do shit for that. A whole team of people worked together for like a year and a half. <laughs> they're, the, they're the BMX XXX dev team, and they're like they're like best buds. They probably have like a nickname and like T-shirts from the dev cycle of that game. Yeah, God, I'd fucking kill for one of the BMX Triple X is one of those games where every. 12 months when i think about it how much it like fucks with me that it existed doubles like it's it's twice as terrifying every time i think about it like i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to tell my my grandkids about the existence of bmx triple x they literally will not believe it i'm looking at the box art right now it was actually surprisingly tame on the front of the box uh it just said bmx triple x and then a weird edgy sticker on it says keep it dirty what's really interesting to me though is the back of the box uh, where it says a lot of things, not all of which I'm willing to read into a microphone, but one of them is bust a nut laughing. Okay. Which is kind of a single entendre. That doesn't super... Um, There was um, an edgy, mature, sexy golf game called Outlaw Golf. No, Outlaw Golf was chill as fuck. Don't fucking Outlaw come Outlaw Golf, in... which was packaged with Darkened Sky, the Skittles RPG. Have we like, talked... What the fuck were we up to in 2003 what was the what was the deal i'm not i'm not gonna go all the way into it on this podcast but if you have like a free 20 minutes and you're listening to this at work uh go read the whole wikipedia article for darkened sky because it'll it's really short and uh actually it's the strangest thing i have ever uh i mean i mean it's it it would be it's strange there's a skittles rpg called darkened sky with an e it's fucking weird it was also packaged with an edgy sexy mature golf game called outlaw golf this was one package that you could buy in 2003 game developers worked on this and advertisers worked on that it was so many people got a hand on these balls it's fucking crazy it it's hard to think i'm going to tell you two the two most important excerpts about darkened sky that i think about constantly okay Okay. One, from the Wikipedia article. She does not use firearms, but can perform magic using Skittles candies, as well as use her staff as a melee weapon, though it also becomes an energy weapon when used in conjunction with the Skittles. Um, Excellent. And then second of all, uh, after the M&M's video game sold well, producer Elizabeth Braswell was asked to develop the Skittles game. While she first refused the job, Braswell eventually decided to work on it by focusing on gameplay and humor. A 300-page script by lead writer and designer Andy Wolfenden was written and submitted to Mars Candies, which only asked to change one joke, all utterances of the word damn, and, quote, remove all the snakes from the game. <laughs> When br- what? <laughs> Here's the best part. When producer Elizabeth Braswell asked for clarification, they said, quote, there could be snake-like creatures, but no actual snakes. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? First of all, what, like, what is a snake-like creature if not a snake? <laughs> I don't know. It could be like a sexy naga or something like that. Like, yeah, if you take all the legs off of any animal. It's a snake at that point. That's just a snake. Oh, fuck, that's funny. I had no idea. Remove all snakes from the game. This has been a completely buckwild, like, um, 
uh, derailing of the podcast, <laughs> but I think it's worth talking about this insane era of the early aughts where it's just like they were making Cool Games Inc. back then, and and they were making that instead of like like game like games we that were, were gonna that they knew were gonna be very good. <laughs> we were born in the wrong generation. I think is the only explanation. I mean, that was definitely definitely my generation. Um, I'm looking at my. I'm sorry. I went and looked up my old Dark and Sky Wikipedia tweets to try to like cite my sources on this. And there's a there's a reply from Adam Sussler that says it was actually an okay game. So I actually have heard this. Not terrible. Okay, I have one here that I think could be the thing. Do you uh, have one that you think could be the thing? Oh fuck, man. I I mean, I just have so many small ones that I'd like to just churn through. Yeah, burn burn through them. But I Rapid think fire. I have the nug. Uh, Eric Thurm says mime crisis. I don't think I don't think that was it. I don't think that's our game this week, but I do think there's there's some there's something to the idea of a game where you're standing in the arcade stepping on a pedal. Yes. Actually, I played Time Crisis fucking six or whatever they're on now at a uh, round one when I was in Seattle, uh, and they have actually deployed a new dual pedal system. Fuck! So you can like change cover between two spots and get another angle on the bad guys. Now imagine that applied to miming with maybe a couple of like. Sure. Hand tracking, hand presence, gloves in there. That's a that's a good game. I, uh, I wanna I wanna maybe someday when I have like a a bigger house, mm-hmm. I wanna get a, I wanna buy and maintain a Time Crisis Four machine because I swear to God, every time I'm at a place that has Time Crisis Four, that was the first one with the pedals on it, right? I and it was they, two players with the pedals. I think they all had had pedals, but Time Crisis Four was the first one where you could swap weapons. Swap weapons, and it had like the recoil in the guns, and it was tight as fuck. That game kicks so much ass. Every time I go to a place that has that, like one of the machines is broken, one of the guns doesn't work, one of the screens is broke. Like we we need to preserve this shit. It's getting hard to find a good police detective. That's like my favorite light gun game ever. It's, so, it's hard to find a working one where both of the guns work. <laughs> Time Crisis Two for the PS2 with the gun. God, that's good. Was yes. so good. And those like those police det- or those police trainer style mini games where you're like shooting the targets and yep, so fucking rad. Um, yeah, I think Time Crisis Five is the one I was was thinking of. That's the two pedal system one. Um, I I don't know though. You're right. I think I don't know that it's a full fledged game. Uh, what might be a good game is God Rod Two's Ms. Pac Man spelled M I Z like Ms. Like the Miz, the wrestler. I'm. I actually went Tetsuya Mizuguchi, the creator of of Res and okay. Luminous. But I'm like a hundred percent sure this person meant the Miz, the wrestler. Okay. He's kind of a heel. I like him. He puts in hard work. He was on the Real World. Would he look good with a bow tie in a labyrinth? Because my guy would. Yes. Fucking Mizuguchi would look excellent in pretty much any context you put him in. I almost drove over to the store and bought. Uh, PSVR just so I could play Res because I feel like I'm missing out on something. It's really good. Uh, I already have the two other fucking VR things. Did dude, you buy one? Did you buy a PSVR? I did. I actually forgot that I pre-ordered one, and then I wound up uh, with Polygon's like SF review unit. Uh, oh. So I got two right now. So if you want Shit. one, I'll just no. punt one your way. Just Venmo me, bro. Uh, no, I won't Venmo you. I don't. Just like Venmo me. Um, can I read my thing? I'm so excited just, about it. Just do it. It's from Rhiannon Baker High on Twitter. The great food truck race, except it's a racing game, and the type of food you sell equals your vehicle stats. I think here's where I'm. Here's where I want to go with this. Okay. A like crazy food truck. My favorite arcade game ever, which is appropriate because we were just talking about sick ass light game, light gun games. Did you ever play Lucky and Wild? 
Is that the... It's so one person's driving, one person's shooting, right? One person is driving and also has a gun. The other person just has a gun, but their gun can do more stuff. They made a PS2-era uh, Starsky and Hutch game that was basically the same conceit where one player was driving and the other person had, like, a light gun that they would shoot at the screen. Ooh. It is the fucking dope... It, Lucky and Wild is... I gotta look up Lucky and Wild, because that is, like, an older game. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm looking at it right now, though. This looks fucking really cool. I like that you can both see both of you in the rearview mirror. Lucky and Wild was made by Namco in 1992. Um, It's sick as hell. Uh, And uh, it was the sixth game that featured the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Winners Don't Use Drugs screen. And it's a track. Wow. That's early Um, early in the list. But it... so, So... yeah, that's that's the whole thing. I found it in exactly one arcade. Uh, it was like in Myrtle Beach somewhere. That is how like sick this fucking game was. Is that I've played it one time, and I remember it to this day as being the sickest shit ever. Stuck with um, you, huh? Yeah. So so this idea of an asymmetrical game here, but here in the great food truck race or whatever, one player is in the back cooking up kimchi tacos and shit oh my god while the person in the front has to drive crazy taxi style to get from hot spot to hot spot racing against other food trucks that are trying to oh shit it's noon we got to get that good spot at the park we got to get that good spot outside of the office building but if it, you drive too if you drive too crazy, you get too many crashes. What's happening in the back? Oh my fucking kimchi is on the floor now. Damn yeah, the it! Hot oil went everywhere, and now the hot oil is all over now. my burned body, and I died. Is there a uh, is there a component of because obviously the person in the back? I mean, here's here's my only thing with Lucky and Wild. I think that the person, uh, just for the purity of the experience, I almost feel like the driver should not be shooting. I want the driving to be so engaging that it's a full fledged racing game, and then I want the person in the back who is cooking on their way to the the parking spot to also be in some way targeting with and aggressing the other food trucks on the road uh we could do that like you throw your hot oil outside of the window a lot of hot oil throwing at each other um god i just want to play lucky and wild so bad now and it's a dream that that. will never ever ever happen it just need i mean just think of what we could like think of how good a a lucky and wild game could be today with the power with the power of modern light gun tech and the power of fucking vr dude you driving me shooting we're both in a virtual realm yeah i love that this food version though how could we the sickest maneuver you could do in that starsky and hutch ps2 game is the driver flips a 180 and then is driving backwards while the other player is oh shooting oh my god that's very it's the good. best it's the best thing that you can uh, we can all agree there's many many great things that you can aspire to in this world you could be an important politician that enacts policies that you know help the society uh for the better permanently uh or, or maybe, maybe you just like work at like a some sort of place with children to just sort of improve their whole situation or the best thing you can aspire to is to be driving and then you slam on the brakes to flip 180 and then you shoot out the window while driving backwards at the that's people very good we you. almost in the the episode of carboys that's coming out next week we almost pull a maneuver very similar that to that off. and it was very i can i can confirm it was very satisfying i think we could do this in the food truck game where you're just you all of a sudden you flip the car. Maybe you just have a gun. I think that that your left hand <laughs> is for cooking, right hand is for shooting, <laughs> or vice versa. Um, 
Yeah, I think maybe I think. Well, here's the thing. I think you decide which hand is going to which activity, right? Because maybe, and I think this this could either be a VR game or it just uses some like very complicated uh, controllers where each hand is controlling one hand in the game, right? So you can decide like my non-dominant hand is gonna cook this time, and I'll shoot with my right hand. So then I can like focus on taking out the competition, but my cooking will suffer. And let me let me go one step further. I think like. On the table next to you, you actually have, like, two guns and two cooking knives. So, like, if you're at a point in the recipe where you really need to be chopping that lettuce, you can set your gun down on the table. This is VR, I think. I I think this has to be a VR thing. And you pick up two knives and you just chop, 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 chop. But then uh, all of a sudden, the taco truck down the street pulls up next to you. You really need to eliminate them because they're the toughest competition on the block because you are also serving sort of a Tex-Mex cuisine. So you drop your knives. You pull up both pistols. You go boom, 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 boom. You you knock them off the road. I think once you get to the spot there's no more shooting there's no more racing i think at that point we get to sort of eliminate stand situation where you sell the wares that you cooked while you were driving from spot to spot first person to get to the spot gets some sort of advantage in the lemonade stand simulator part of it but once you get to the spot and everybody gets to the spot then you just sell through the inventory of the stuff that you cooked while you're on the road but you you have certain bonuses based on how quickly you got there how much competition you have in your food genre space right and what, like, the demands of that particular area is. Maybe oh that God. office building, everybody there fucking loves Italian food. So you know that. And you are shooting all the other Italian food trucks off the road on your way there. But once you're there, you're parked. Nobody's shooting. Nobody's cooking. You can't you shoot in front of, You cannot shoot man. the competition in front of a customer. No, that's, absolutely not. It's the, the secret life of food trucks. While they're out there on the road racing to get to the place for lunch hour, they're blasting the fuck out of each other. They are Every, opening up their nines. They are. And everyone knows it. And I think... Well, so you're you're saying you're selling through the inventory of food you cooked on the way there. So if your if your buddy in the back did kind of a fucked up job, your customer set dis, like dissatisfaction will increase. Yeah, which could drive people to your competition. All of these things, all these systems are are inexorably linked. Yeah, that's not how the words pronounced, but yeah, absolutely. Inexorably, I'm 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 I just and maybe I mean maybe there's like over aggression will fuck you up because like. You, they, you, you dish out some stew, and the customer eats it. What is this in my stew? It's a bullet casing. Damn it! Uh, or just a that's... whole gun. Like while you're like flipping your guns around <laughs> to like get a knife, you drop the gun in the stew. Oh I, fuck! I well, do that's want that like in there now. That Alchemy Labs job simulator level of like every yeah, physical object is perfectly simulated. Like if you wanted to, if you nailed it, your your opponent's truck is pulling up next to you. You've got the perfect shot. They've got their window rolled down a little bit. You could just take that that kitchen knife, and if you just throw it just right, hit him with a little shuriken action, yes. that'll work. Everything yes. works. That's the yes. point of this game. Everything you think should work will work. You could take a little paprika, put it in your hand, open that hand up, and go, and blow it into their eyes. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about boarding. Yes. That's so good. Hit him. You can have a – you could – like, well, you pick a load out at the beginning, right? You could get a little grappling hook. Maybe, it's a, maybe this is a three-player game. You have the driver. You have the chef guard. And the and saboteur. Then have, and then you have the saboteur who tries to jump from truck to truck oh and, like, g- dips his hand in. It's like, oh, got your kitchen knife, throws it out on the road. Fuck you. Yeah, he's just a mischievous guy. He could, he could uh, when, like, you could have a saboteur who's very overt. He's jumping up and down on the hood of the car trying to make them crash. Or you could have a stealth guy who just kind of crawls around the side of the car. And when the cook has his back turned, he takes a full shaker of salt and dumps it in the soup they think that their food is fine but then they serve it to the customers and all the customers are furious that's sort of a it's a diplomatic victory but the saboteur jumps on the hood of the car the driver is like no you don't slams on the brakes fucks him up yeah 
This game would be good. This game would be extremely good. I don't think you need the saboteur role because it's harder to get 3v3 or... I mean, fuck, maybe this is like an online persistent world, APB Reloaded style. I don't know why that's the game I pulled, but that's here we really are. That's a weird choice. Um, no, I was imagining that too of like a... of a, almost a hover junkers vibe you know yes. where it's online multiplayer in vr um man we, i want to play we, lucky and wild fuck well what do we is this yummy and wild is this yucky and wild how do we yummy and wild is pretty good yeah uh i mean that's just like a good i don't even think you need to know about lucky and wild in order for yummy and wild because it's this game is going to be both things it is that's it's what it says on the tin it is yummy it is wild and then the money you get you so you well, let's talk about the loops you park it at this place. You get to the park where you know they love Tex-Mex food. And you're the only Tex-Mex truck there. And you just, like, crush it. You didn't run into any competition on the way. So the chef had time to, like, really cook. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe the saboteur flipped down and it helped out. Um, and then the saboteur could be, like, the sous chef when when things are calm, right? So if you you could, for example, be firing on all cylinders while the, the saboteur is helping you do a very easy task. Like, if you're on a, the stir occasionally step in the recipe, he can handle that easy. Yeah. There's um, so much to Griffin, I could sit here with you all day and just hammer out You get the money. Let's talk about these loops. You get the money. You did a good job driving, you get a get a good job cooking. You get to the right place that wants the food, you have no competition, you're the only spot. If, here's the thing. That lemonade stand simulator part, I think there's a lot of strategy to that, right? You get there last. You're the back of the of the food truck line and you got uh, you know, a, Italian food and everybody at the park wants uh, Tex-Mex, right? Yeah, okay, I've never well, ordered Italian food from a food truck, and I don't think I ever will. I actually have. There's one here in Austin that's uh, at a bar that I go to sometimes that's really good. Anyway, I always get their carbonara, and it makes me sick to my tummy, but I get it every time. Mm. Um, so maybe you just set your prices at, like, a quarter. A dollar. Here's a plate of, of Mam- Mamma Mia's Monterey 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 Holy shit, are you for broken? 20, to, for 25 cents on yeah. the dollar. I'll take that. Have well, it, now, that here's up. the thing. I think if you set it too low, people are like, well, that'll give me diarrhea Something's for wrong sure. With, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's some strategy there. You can set the prices on it. I also think like if if we want there to – do we want this to be like a one and done like Overwatch style? You play a round of it and then the next time you start from scratch or do we want persistent vehicle upgrading? I think it's upgrading? persistent. Like I you and the, your boys dr- are a team. The driver gets better at driving and is in charge of the customization of the of – the, performance of the vehicle and the aesthetics of the vehicle and i think probably the driver is in charge like the president of the company so they get to decide like branding i think they're the ones in charge of like the the like pricing and all that shit in the sales part of the game there's the chef who is the chef is like their cooking skills are getting better in certain genres they're learning new recipes Mm -hmm. maybe they can unlock new kitchen equipment right um they can purchase like different produce i guess and then i think the saboteur could have like a grip meter you know like they could get better at hanging on for dear life onto the other cars they can kind of spec in that direction if they want to be more of a climber type yeah i think the saboteur just has all kinds of different skills because here's the thing if your driver gets shot i think the saboteur has to pivot into that role right yes that's an important thing so there is uh per game like per round there is permadeath which is why we've got kind of that. I don't auxiliary. know. I think it's just like a cooldown system. I think it's just thirty seconds. But I mean, you shoot somebody's driver and they're out for thirty seconds. That's Crash City. Crash City fucks up the chef. Like that's it for them. Like, yeah, that's nothing doing. This is the best game. Is it just I, called Yummy and Wild? I think it's called Yummy and Wild. Just and that's good because we don't need Namco or whoever's permission. It just we we is Namco sort of, even a company anymore? That's a great question. 
No I one's quite just, sure. They're just making like free to play Soul Calibur games now or something. But sick. I, I but love the idea of it being just a just a cute little reference. Like the people who get it get it. The people who don't will be like, yeah, this game's yummy. This game's wild. How are we? So how are we marketing selling this thing? The the chef position obviously that's got to be VR. The driver I think could be anything. I think the driver could be any any role, and that technology is possible. Home improvisation has has a mode where one player can play in VR and another player just plays with WASD on a regular old screen. So I think I think it could be PC. I don't think this thing has to be in. I mean, obviously it can't be in arcades. That's that's a crazy thing to think. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's a, cross cross platform. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that way we can like any VR system. Well, I, I want cross platform VR play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Some roles will maybe work better with some like PSVR. I, I think you don't want to get too crazy with the the movement, but that would be a great one for driving, for example. <laughs> Why not? Oh, let's. Can I say something? Let's call it. This is the episode. That's yeah. the best. That's one of the best games we've ever come I'm, up with. It's every every few weeks, Griffin. We have one where I'm just bitter that it's not real. This and is if you're coming at us oh, another cooking game, get bent. This rules school. This is not. This is not another cooking game. This is not your grandpa's cooking game. No, I'm sorry. I've just for the past few minutes while I'm talking to you, I've been watching a muted playthrough of Lucky and Wild, and I want to play that also. This looks really good. They're at Pink Cat's Garage now. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Maybe share it with a friend. Um, we would sure appreciate that. Yeah. If you want to make Yummy and, and Wild, I almost called it Yummy and Mild. That can't mm. be it. No. Uh, get at us, I guess. Uh, we'll talk about licensing that out. Uh, I don't know how that works legally, law-wise. but I think law-wise, just do it and... It, just do it just make the game i don't i, I don't want to make money off it i just want it to exist that's my only yeah i want to play yummy and wild and i want to start my own like guild and also well, i guess it would just be restaurant or whatever uh another thing for for cool games inc listeners is we have been doing you might have seen some of them these cool games inc semi-animated things and we've also been every once in a while commissioning uh some of our favorite animators to do uh cool games inc animation so we just had one go up uh the middle of this week that is an animation of a segment where me and Griffin are talking about uh, what what would happen if you named your kids Mario and Luigi. Um, it's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, it was it's created by good. a guy named uh, Shane Cagney, uh, who, who he also did the Austin Powers one. And so it's it's on YouTube. I'm such Polygon. There's a Cool Games Inc. playlist where every week we update with a new Cool Games Inc. video. So if you enjoy the show, I, I totally recommend watching those. I, I love them a lot. Yeah, they're really, really good. That last one is it's oh, such man. a banger it's it's, it's also a great way to like introduce i've seen comments from people who are like i did not know this show existed and then i saw one of those animations and now i've listened to every episode so yeah. if you want to share the show with a friend sending also, them one of those is a good way I, to do it i don't think we've talked about it much but nick and i also do a, a youtube series called car boys yes it's on like episode 12 and it is it is fuck? also yummy and wild <laughs> episode 12 that's so i never thought we would we would get to that point know, but it is yeah. basically the closest thing to yummy and wild that people a lot of people watched uh, this week's episode and compared it to Tim McGraw's What If Trucks Fates if if it were uh, a tech demo for that that cool game Zinc banger. So yeah. a lot of good crossover between those two. Uh anyway, thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem, fine. <laughs>